Entrepreneurship and innovation have always been an integral part of Indigenous ways of life. And today, this is inspiring sustainable and transformational solutions. To learn more about how RBC supports Indigenous communities and businesses, visit rbc.com forward slash Indigenous. Traditional healing with a modern vibe. Sister Sage, Pow Wow Pitch winner, has got you covered. Cleanse your body and spirit with smokeless smudge, handmade soaps and bath bombs. Peace, love and smudge. Join the Sage fam at sistersage.com. Shopify is supporting Pow Wow Pitch to scale across Turtle Island this year to grow our support for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Visit shopify.com forward slash pitch to scale with us by selling your products online with a 30-day free trial. Quay, welcome everyone to the Pow Wow Pitch Podcast a show empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quem Tenasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi and Anishinaabeg. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins. And today I'm the creator of Pow Wow Pitch and Her Braids, an author, water protector, mom, and advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Pow Wow Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers and creators to share their stories, learnings and wisdom to lift us all. The Pow Wow Pitch podcast is a production of Pow Wow Pitch, syndicated through the Startup Canada Podcast Network and co-presented by RBC, Shopify and Facebook. Welcome to the show. Okay. Are you ready to discuss breaking stereotypes, sustainability, and entrepreneurship? Today, we are lucky to have as our guest, the founder and owner of Satya Organics, Patrice Musso. Patrice, hi, welcome to the show. Hey, Sunshine, how are you? I'm, I'm fan-freaking-tastic. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> That was that was a little bit of an inside joke in case you're wondering why I'm laughing like a maniac over here. Um, and by the way, people are lucky to be talking to you too. I've known you. Well, do you remember the mini? You, of course, you remember your mini moccasins, your baby moccasins. Yes. Yep. And the beautiful pendant, which I still have, and that the, with the water. Yep. And uh, I just, you're just a powerhouse, man. Oh, awesome. thank you. That's nice. What the heck? What is going on here? Um, thank you. Uh, I'm super happy uh, to have you today and to be talking about all of it. Motherhood, entrepreneurship, being indigenous, all of that. So um, a little bit about you so that our listeners know who Patrice Mousseau is. Um, she is a conscientious entrepreneur and the owner and creator of a skincare company that delivers organic products for those sensitive skin conditions. 
Patrice is a proud single mom and a member of Fort William First Nation. Patrice began her career as a news anchor for leading news stations, and she started Satya in 2014, and now her products are sold online and in more than 900 retailers across Canada. I'm going to say that again for all the people in the back, 900 retailers from across Canada, including Whole Foods and Indigo.ca. So, um... Thank you for joining us today. I am so happy to have you. I remember uh, hearing your story uh, for the first time when you were a keynote at a conference in Thunder Bay. And, uh, you know, because I had sort of gone down that road of uh, entrepreneurship and at that point had failed in my first business and closed it down, your story just like rocked my world. And I remember feeling so inspired hearing that you were a mom and that you did this for your daughter. So can you tell us a bit about that? I, I think that the our listeners need to hear about that. Absolutely. And and. One of the things that I've learned, just to get this right off the top, um, mm-hmm. in being running a business, being a mom is a superpower. Mm. Like I've had people say, oh, well, I don't have an MBA or whatever. It, honestly, if people tell me they have an MBA, I am less likely to hire them. But if they tell me they're a mom or a single mom, I'm like, there's a woman who gets shit done. Mm. Hell yeah. I've, yep. You just gave me goosebumps. Yep. I agree completely. Because, you know, you can go to school and you can learn all these different business techniques or whatever, but that only fits within a very small section of much larger businesses. Mm. Being an entrepreneur is a completely different thing. That is someone who is a problem solver. That is someone who tries to make the world a better place. Mm. And that is someone who knows where her priorities are. Hmm. Oh my God, Patrice, I seriously am sitting here like with goosebumps. Like I agree completely. That's why like, mm-hmm. you know, moms and, and statistically indigenous moms, well, there are so many of us as single mm-hmm. moms, uh, you mm-hmm. know, for various reasons. And I think that's a whole other podcast or uh, other lessons. <laughs> <laughs> but but I agree because we are single moms, we can and be entrepreneurs. So yep. I'm glad you said that. Thank you. And I think I think also we need to do another show when we talk about the fact that being a single mom is freaking awesome mm. um, because you are you know, you can make your own choices. Yes, sometimes, you know, it's it's tougher economically, but there's a whole lot of benefits to it as well. So being a single mom is not like, oh, she's a single mom. It's like, she's a single mom. Mm-hmm. Badge of honor. Yeah, man. <laughs> right on. Yeah, so okay. tell us about your girl. Okay, so um, as you mentioned earlier, I was a journalist. I was on radio and television. I was the host of APTN, um, news news anchor, and just a bunch of other stuff on Sirius and had a talk show in Toronto and stuff like that. Then I had a baby. World changes. Mm. Baby gets eczema. The doctor tells me the only option is steroid creams for my eight-month-old. And Mm. she was in bad shape. And I was like, that cannot be the only answer. I went to stores. I looked at the ingredients. They were all full of fragrance and parabens and just garbage. And I'm like, I'm a researcher. I'm going to use my research skills. I'm going to look at the medical research. I'm going to look at the academic studies. And of course, I'm going to look at traditional medicine. 
and I took all those three sources of information and created something in my crock pot in my kitchen, hmm. which by the way, I bought the crock pot used off of Facebook for 15 bucks because I didn't have a crock pot. Hmm. Um, and I created something that eventually ended up uh, clearing up Esme's eczema in two days. Hmm. So then I had a whole crock pot left over and I'm like, what am I going to do this? So I reached out to the mom and baby Facebook group that I was on, offered it to people. Of course, at this point, I didn't realize that it was like 20% of the world's population under the, under the age of eight suffers from eczema. And uh, it was a massive need. I had to make three more crock pots immediately, but I didn't think that I was going to start a business at that point, because to me, my perception of business has always been a really negative one. Mm. It's always been about making money off of the backs of people, taking advantage of the environment. It's always been men, it's you know, suits and um, Excel spreadsheets and, you know, all the things that I just kind of not a super fan of. Mm -hmm. um, because for me, my, I want to live my whole life intentionally and staying true to the values that I have. And business was never, never an avenue I saw for myself. But then I went to a conference and it was called SVI Women, which is a social venture institute, which is basically all these women-owned businesses that were building successful businesses, but maintaining values mm -hmm. and trying to do good in the world. And I was like, okay, business does not have to be about profit, 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 and you know, just taking advantage of people. Business can actually be a vehicle for social change. Mm -hmm. It can actually do good in the world. And then I was like, well, I can get behind that. So I started my first business. Um, I did a farmer's market here in Port Moody, my very first one. I sold $110. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. And just kind of snowballed from there. You know, I... I decided that I wanted to, if I was going to do it, I was going to do it with, you know, just make it the absolute best product that was available, regardless of, you know, if my profit margin or whatever. And I was also going to, uh, you know, do the best packaging that I could that wasn't going to actually damage the environment. And uh, I was going to pay people well and jump through all the hoops too, like get all the certifications, submit my formulation into Health Canada get certified organic, all those sorts of things. So yeah, I did the farmer's market and then I went to my local kid's store and I was like, will you carry my product? And she said, no, because <laughs> she already had a million products. And I was like, do you have any skin issues? And she did. She had a rash under a ring finger. And I said, try my travel size. I'll call you in three days. She called me the next morning. She's like, it's gone. I'll carry your product. <laughs> and we ended up through word of mouth in about 70 stores in the lower mainland out here in Vancouver. And then Whole Foods was like, we want to start carrying your product. And I said, that's awesome, of course, but I'm still making this in my crock pot in my kitchen. You have to give me time to like scale up, right? Which I did. Uh, we ended up getting a distributor as well. And we went from 70 stores to 400 stores in two months once wow. we were ready. And now, like, as you mentioned, we're in over 900 stores and, um, we're, we're going, we're actually launching in the U S and I can, I think I can tell you now, but we're actually just going to be launching with, um, Kroger 
in the U.S. as well. Wow. And that's Kroger. I didn't really know because like they actually called me and I was I, I was like, OK, sure, we can come and be on your website or whatever. But then I found out Kroger's one of the most giant companies in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they read one of every two Americans. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow. That's blowing my mind. Oh, I think we may have lost her. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry. That is amazing. I I hit my, I accidentally hit my computer with my hand. Okay, good. Glad to have you back. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that blows my mind how organically and, uh, how it happened. Um, and I love that you said that because I feel very similar. I never expected to be an entrepreneur, a business person. Um, it also, uh, when I was younger, left um, a sour taste in my mouth because I sort of seen myself as a artsy fartsy kind of, you know, um, uh-huh. person. And so, you know, thank you for sharing that. That's how you seen and how your idea of business uh, shifted and has grown. Yeah. And I think that that's what we can do is create the businesses that we want how we want and actually help people. And I think yep. that's, uh, you know, from all the guests that I have uh, the privilege of either interviewing or watching come to pitch on Powwow Pitch, that's sort of ingrained in Indigenous business. We see it time and time again of the give back. And I don't mean yep. in the money financial give back, which sometimes that's the case as well. But in the case mm-hmm. of giving back to your community or showing people yep. that it can be done a different way. Um well- yeah, sorry. we look at things. We look at things holistically. We look at not just the profit, not just the product. We look at the people. We look at the planet. We look at you know our personal all sorts of p words. Like we just really try to 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 take care of every aspect, which I think is just naturally inherent. Which is why Indigenous women are amazing because they do they do have this multifaceted um, way of looking at things, and they're awesome at building community, but which is so vital for, and I'm not talking about marketing. I'm talking about survival. You have to have community to survive being an entrepreneur. Um, But also it's not just about the businesses that we create uh, that are trying to do good in the world, but it's also about unlearning the systems, the systems that were set up for business. This whole quote of that's just the way business is done is bullshit. Mm. Um, It was a system that was created by old white guys a long time ago, and it doesn't work for us. And so I'm choosing to step outside of that system and find a different way of doing things. And honestly, women and people of color are looking for something like this. So this is a massive opportunity because they are no longer people... White people aren't holding the the money anymore, the power anymore in every aspect of life. We are starting to see that we are recognizing our own power, our own money, our own resources, our own agency mm-hmm. to make change in the world the way that we see that it should be done. Yeah, I think that's a common theme uh, through I, I've been doing a, a few of these podcasts now about reclaiming um you know who we are and that is seeping in through our business practices and it being a good thing like you know and and talking about that reclamation of of who we are um so you know i so how does that look 
How does that look for you? What does that mean? For me, I encourage people like, first off, consultants who come in, number one, most consultants have never run their own business. And if they're starting to tell you that you need to do things that feel uncomfortable or outside of what your beliefs are, beliefs are, mm. tell them to hit the road because mm. we do not need to shoehorn ourselves into an old system. What we do is we acknowledge that we have this powerful gift in us that is our intuition and we need to follow that. The fact of the matter is if you're running a business, nobody on the planet knows that business better than you do. Mm-hmm. Nobody. You are the expert. You, you and, and again, that whole idea of like having an MBA and it's sort of like, oh, well, do I really deserve, who am I to do this? You are the perfect person to do this because this is yours and nobody else ever will know how to do this the way that you do. Yeah, I I agree with that. And, you know, for people who have never studied, uh, you know, gone to business school or who have done that and who are being, you know, financially sort of liberated or, you know, it's empowering to see other Indigenous people going forward and doing that as well. And and that's what you're doing. Um, are you, how do you feel about that now? You know, when you were saying like, it's not just about profit, it's not just about that. But I think that we're also shifting uh, the way we look at things now, too. Like, it is okay to be, you know, I'm not talking like filthy, stinking rich, but I'm talking about like, it's okay to have more, like enough, you know, it's okay to ask for more. And it's, it's good to ask for this and be abundant and not just abundant in one area, but the whole, our whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You cannot, you cannot affect change if you don't have the platform to do it from. Mm. And, you know, ha- answering, um, dude, I got APT on the other line. Sorry, I just hung up on them. Um, uh, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought there. Yeah, we're um, talking about abundance and creating change. Right. Abundance and creating change. Um, the platform, you said. Yes. Um, I find that also that women, money is not our big driver. Mm -hmm. When we create businesses, it's about problem solving. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to be able to be secure and taken care of for yourself. Very few of us want giant boats and and McMansions. Mm -hmm. Um, We just want to do good in the world and be safe and secure for ourselves and for our children. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. I, Uh, I agree with that. So I have yet, yeah. to, I haven't met of all the entrepreneurs that I've met. I, I ha- I've met two individuals who wanted to, you know, really make tons of money. Uh, everyone yeah. else wants to be self-sufficient and that is more than good enough. And, you know, I, I often get, you know, by reporters or people asking about like uh, scaling and this and that. Why do we need to scale? Why is it not good enough to have to, to, you know, be able to support your family and be abundant enough without, you know, taking Mm -hmm. more than you actually need Um, when when you can grow in a different way? I don't mean grow uh, financially, but I mean 
you grow in the community where then maybe you're hiring your auntie who was maybe unemployed and then mm -hmm. you're hiring their daughter and you're and and grow in that sort of way and not in a okay what are your numbers way so i think there's less of a focus on numbers but we do need to focus uh you know on on getting enough to survive i don't mean to just survive but to thrive and i think yes. we have to shift our minds there too because i know so many you know there's a lot of crafters and creating things like around the powwow um and they're charging for hours of work and materials and setting up fees and they're charging very minimal um, yes. we need to be able to empower them to charge what they're worth as well not be and mm -hmm. not look at it as you're being greedy but in i i respect your time and effort and i want to pay you what it is worse you know what i yes. mean so yes. i think there's an interesting conversation that needs to be had because uh, we have to empower our women to be able to be confident enough to charge. Hmm. And you know what? It's a practice too. Like I remember, you know, when I first started and it's like, oh my, I was just happy somebody was buying my stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the reality is it's not just the materials and the packaging and the ingredients. It's you're having to pay for everything else as well. And that requires you to price your product properly so you can survive, not just survive thrive, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And and let's be very clear. I'm not I'm not saying like you just necessarily want to um to just have like a, a small business. You can have just a tiny small business you make, you know, a little bit of money on the side, but most small they call small businesses or are like 1 to 5 million. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. That is a very that's a there's no reason why none of us any of us wouldn't be happy with that. Mm -hmm. But if you go bigger, awesome. For me, I want to reach that 20% of the world who needs help mm -hmm. and is being told by doctors to use steroids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. But it's not about, it's not about, I don't know. It's not about collecting things. We're not, I'm not really that capitalist in that way. Right. And like I, I've ordered and referred so many people to your product because my daughter had eczema as well on her forearm. And luckily I had met you the year before and heard about it. And within three days, oh my gosh, like a significant difference in, in her skin. Um, so there's great, like you are helping so many people and mm -hmm. you're doing it in a good way too. Um, and, and, you know, you give back to the community, whether it's taking the time because, oh my, I can't even imagine how it feels. Like I hear your phone ringing in the background, APTN's calling you, you're a busy woman and you're taking the time to help talk to other indigenous entrepreneurs in an attempt to, uh, inspire and motivate and show them that it can be done, not just by doing it, but by talking about it. And you know what, honestly, like I talked about community, the power of community is incredible. I would not have the business that I have today without the love and support of my community. Mm -hmm. It just, I just, it just would not exist because being an entrepreneur is incredibly lonely. Your partner will never understand because unless they're running a business themselves, it is a very unique scenario to be in mm -hmm. where everything is kind of on you. And that, that can be scary but when you have community and you're all sharing that, um, so like, I mean, a community of other entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. it's vital, absolutely mm -hmm. vital to do. 
and you know talking to other people about uh, about entrepreneurship and encouraging them and talking about my journey i mean i get more out of it i think than anybody else does because um it's that feeling of helping other people and just talking and building more community mm-hmm. so the more we do this the more conversations we have the stronger we will be mhm I agree. And like, so when you say community, I know you mean entrepreneurs. Uh, Do you find yourself being pulled specifically to indigenous entrepreneurs or do you just mean entrepreneurs in general? Um, I mean, women entrepreneurs with a very special side of indigenous women entrepreneurs. (laughs) Yeah, gotcha. And go ahead. I don't think, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to be like a stereotypical, but I think like men have gotten more than enough help um, ever. And what we really need to focus in on is people who have been underrepresented in business. And that is women and people of color. Mm-hmm. BIPOC. Mm-hmm. And do you feel that um, you've experienced, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced racism in life. I mean, it's, I, I feel like we all have um, to, you know, in, in different degrees, but how about in business? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I can tell you, (laughs) this is, I feel like this is going to be a much longer conversation. How much time do we have? (laughs) How much time do you need? (laughs) (laughs) I've got another interview here shortly coming up, but I don't have a ton, but, um, And, you know, and it's internalized too. I'll tell you that for the longest time, um, people will either tell you you're successful because you're indigenous or you're not successful because you're indigenous. Mm. Wherever you are in that spectrum, it's always going to be, oh, you know, you're whatever. And, um, (sighs) it's the reality Mm -hmm. for us. But all you can do is try and work with good people Mm -hmm. and know also that you have the right to say no and you have the right to choose and find your community to find the people you want to work with because they are out there. Mm -hmm. This idea, I think I mentioned before, like that's just how business is done. It isn't. It doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. You just need to find your people. How do you recommend people find their people? Conversations. Obviously, you go out there and you meet with people and talk to them and then listen to your gut. Mm -hmm. Do not accept that they are the expert because they are not. You are. Mm -hmm. This is your life. This is your business. Hmm. Also, never give up. (laughs) Never give up equity in your company for work. Never sweat equity. Just never do it. Um, That's my own trauma there but yeah just never do that (laughs) either yeah wow and how do you uh how do you balance do you uh, motherhood because because (laughs) it's such a priority right um and business yeah it's a first priority being a mom um but it's funny actually i was talking to esme two days ago and it's my my daughter Mm -hmm. and she said to me mommy you know i feel bad for you and I'm like, what, why? And she goes, you're always so busy. You're always working so hard. And I said, yes, that's true. But I love what I do. Mm. So is it, how much work is it really? I don't, I don't know. 
it is, it's tough, but I do love it. Mm -hmm. Um, the balance, I don't think this idea, this self care, I think that that's again, just one other thing that they're trying to make us feel bad about, Mm. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're not eating properly. You're not getting enough rest. You're not doing this and that. And uh, again, I go back to community. I Mm. say what we need is community care. We need to be talking to our people and sharing our struggles and not feeling alone. That's going to give us a lot more energy and inspiration to um, take care of our businesses and take care of ourselves versus just another task that you have to do. Mm -hmm. I agree again, because I like... I, I, yes, this is work right now. I'm sitting, uh, in the studio at startup Canada and I am completely energized listening to you and it doesn't feel like work at all. It's been a joy listening to you and empowering. And we need that from each other and to learn, uh, to learn, to be empowered from each other because, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes we're not going to be, and sometimes we're going to be down and that's okay too. Um, yeah. And so when we talk uh, honestly with each other and show our scars and our battle wounds and our struggles, and then celebrate, couple that with celebrating um, all of our successes and mm-hmm. wow, how awesome is it to have uh, a cheerleading squad behind you, you know, and and also on the flip side of that, being a cheerleader for other indigenous yep. entrepreneurs, there's so much uh, goodness in that, too, you know, um, so, you know, what? And it's not just cheering too. sometimes mm-hmm. it's like it's a it's a place to cry, mm-hmm. talk about how hard things are mm-hmm. and to have your friends say, yeah, me, too. Mm. tell me and then they'll get it yep yep it's it it really is about the power of community and um we have that in indigenous culture um Mm -hmm. regardless of your you know if you're inuit or metis or first nation we all have that community um Mm -hmm. so how special is that that the foundation Mm -hmm. is already set to become a successful indigenous entrepreneur. It's there. Yeah. It's just a step up. What an entrepreneur is, is a problem solver. Mm -hmm. Straight, straight up. It's a problem solver. You see a problem, you try and fix it or see a way to make something better. And one of the things also that I think that they will, um, people will self sort of uh, eliminate themselves from this idea of being an entrepreneur because they don't have what they see is certain skill sets mm. that they need to have a business. Like, you know, I was talking about those Excel spreadsheets. I suck at that stuff. <laughs> I can barely add. I mean, I'm not, it's not my thing, yep. but it doesn't have to be my thing. I have other skills that I'm really great at and the skills I'm not great at. I find other people to help me. People who love doing that stuff because this idea that you have to be everything to everyone and for every task is not a thing. Mm-hmm. It just, that's not how businesses become successful. It's not how they grow. And it's not how you're going to, you're going to thrive. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. So before I let you go, um, I just want to know uh, final advice uh, to someone who is just beginning either uh, your, you know, young daughter, your niece, mm-hmm. your nephew, 
that 19 year old uh, person who's who, who can't find their way, but who wants to start something? What tips would you mm -hmm. give them? What do you want to see in the world? Um, go, go to like some conferences, listen to some podcasts, um, you know, or, you know, there's lots of other the free options out there to just get, surround yourself with people who inspire you as much as possible and who are going to inspire you and hold you up. And that can be just virtual or digital or whatever. Um, know that you can totally do this. Uh, one of the things, it's amazing how many um, not terribly smart people own multi-million dollar companies. <laughs> like, trust me, you got this. Mm -hmm. You do what you need to do. And yes, you absolutely deserve it. And you should be there. Mm. That's great. I think, um, you know, we need to hear that repeatedly uh, yes. for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Um, so thank you so very much. You've been uh, inspiring. Um, I, I, I love watching what you do, uh, obviously online, uh, just like what you said, you know, you, you can gain inspiration from other people and surround yourself. You know, the people that I see online through whether it's Lyft Circle or whether it's just Facebook friends or whatever, like what a privilege to watch you grow. Uh, I keep keep shining, Patrice. I uh, yay. I just I want to hug you. <laughs> oh, I'm sending you a hug, too, because I think you are awesome. And honestly, if anybody has any direct questions that they want to send my way, feel free. I'm I'm I love um, chatting and helping people. I mean, yes, I do. I, you know, my schedule's a bit bananas, but honestly, it's very energizing to talk to people. So if you have a specific question you want to ask me, please send it my way. Perfect. Thank you so much and have a great day. You too. Thanks, sunshine. Miigwech. Bye. Miigwech. Thank you for joining us today on the Powwow Pitch podcast dedicated to empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. Thank you to our co-presenting partners, RBC, Facebook, and Shopify. To our syndicate partners, Startup Canada. To our producers, Victoria Lennox and Cyprian Shalankiewicz. And to everyone who makes Powwow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Indigenous Startup Program to get access to training and mentors, the Power Pitch Competition for your chance to win up to $25,000, and the Indigenous Entrepreneurship Awards to celebrate your success. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Quemtanasco. Miigwech. <laughs> <laughs>